It's a Brad Fittler swan song. It is a career-defining night for Bradman Best and Keon Kaloa-Matangi, who experienced the Origin Arena for the first time. Hello and welcome to Thursday Lines. I'm your host for today, Nikki Sylvester. Thursday Lines is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and the comics lounge. MG, how are you? Nice to see you today. Nikki, you're back. I'm back. Post-Origin, I was happy to be here. (laughs) I know. You uh, knocked OB out of his chair and uh, unfortunately Queensland uh, didn't turn up last night to uh, say he'd give both barrels to top rope this morning, but... uh, yeah, the uh, well, I mean, Origin's going to uh, take all the attention for top rope, but yeah, the AFL uh, tried to match them this week yep. with uh, the coach sacking of uh, Gold Coast. So mm-hmm. top rope, uh, I'm sure he loves the coach sacking. So yes, after six years, uh, Stuart Jew's uh, been released from the Gold Coast. So probably a long time coming, really. He's uh, mm-hmm. only had 36 wins for 121 starts, so 30% win rate there. Uh, in six years, they uh, never got him to the finals, and Gold Coast in their history still have not made it to the finals. So I'm sure the uh, the push came to shove when Hardwick uh, put his hat in the ring, and I reckon this has been orchestrated by the AFL. Oh, and, uh, it's it'll a be signed. story. I'm sure it's already signed, sealed, and delivered, <laughs> and uh, they'll just announce that in a few months' time. But, yeah, that's... Uh, Stewie did, did his best, but unfortunately he hasn't got the cattle on the park to get the job done. No, no, no. Not a lot of money invested too, so you can understand, um, you know, if you don't have the – you don't, if you're not showing up, you're not giving the performance, that's it. They're going to move on. Yeah, they've got and, problems um, up there. And the only other thing to come out of the weekend, Pendlebury, the big man. Yeah, rare, take rec- all the glory. Yeah, yeah, rare record here. Yeah, um, most disposals ever in the game um, yeah, was, uh, was surpassed. Uh, Robert Harvey had the record at about uh, we got 9,656 disposals. So obviously longevity plays a big mm-hmm. part in this, but um, obviously a consistent high level gets a job done. So, yeah, it's a bit of a rare record that uh, probably won't be beaten for a while, I would have thought. So, yeah, congratulations to uh, Pendery and they got the win on top. So it was all good in Collingwood. Ah, oh, the pies. They're just having a great year. <laughs> Top rope. Oh, my God. So good to see you this morning after Origin. How are you? What an absolute treat. Uh, I knew it wasn't long before MG get rid of OB, but uh, it's only <laughs> happened. MG, it's like the elder, always learn to orchestrate it. Yeah, he talks about uh, he talks about Stuart Jew and uh, Damien Harwick and the AFL orchestrator. Yeah, this is this is not a ruthless MG move, I'm sure. Yeah, tried to set you up top rope. Uh, Nikki had plans to uh, wear the uh, Queensland top in and everything in her <laughs> scarf, but unfortunately, unfortunately, top rope, you pulled one out of the uh, the fire. You're tipping Queensland again, and the old Blues get the job done. They're carrying on like they've they won the series last night. Oh my God, Fitler, I've never seen a more smug coach in my life, and I was like, mate, come on. Your record is awful. Can, can I just ask Top Rope before you give the summation of what went on? Is it a masterstroke from uh, Billy Slater yes. here pulling pulling Queensland up <laughs> to keep your man Fittler in the job yeah, for the series to come? I was just about to say that, MG. Or while while yeah, simpletons like me, you know, bought into it. Billy Slater's playing chess while Brad Fittler's playing ghost fish. It's like, what? Well, let, let's let's see if we can get him for another year or two. Let's see if these idiots in New South Wales or that will keep him on with a dead rubber win. And then all the talk is Brad Fittler will be kept on. Absolute job. Well, well, well done, Billy. Like you got all for that. Uh, they did set look like that. They were great. And he'd been fed seven sausages and four down of the boxes. They, they were. They were. They were. They were not trying. They were. Uh, it, would be a steward inquiry if that was if that was racing. <laughs> the softest origin game I've seen in a long time. I know you've watched them all for forever and a day, but uh geez, looked like touch footy top rope. Uh not, not it looked like touch footy, but for those who were some of the overs, it didn't really work out that way. Oh. <laughs> Eighteen ten at half time, top rope, sitting pretty. <laughs> I had the hammer two plus tries and the hammer last trial as well, so that knock on for him really uh really really hurt the back pocket as well as the uh, 
Yeah, it wasn't good. So Fitler now keeps the job top rope. Is that uh, the commentary seems to have changed this morning on all the uh, threads that I've read? Honestly, if Brad Fitler keeps the like, you, you, could, you, <laughs> could go, you could go down to your local David Jones, pull one of the mannequins out, and put him in there. You do less damage than, than Brad. <laughs> absolute watch. Oh. Like Brad Fitler had absolutely nothing to do with that win. Like, if, if anything last night's win, let you be sacking more. The fact that Cody Walker wasn't picked for game one, we saw how much Cody Walker opened up that left, how much Cody Walker got, James Tedesco fired, how if Joe Cody Walker got the rest in there. The fact he wasn't picked for the first game was an absolute joke. And, and then and it sort, of, sort of this idiot Jerome Law, yeah, he said before the game, oh, I've got no plans for Clint Gustin. Well, that became painfully apparent when Clint Gustin got two minutes at the end of the game. Look, the catching the duty Barkle, they won because Queensland. I know it's a hypothetical question, but if Hines had started and Cody Walker had started in that side, would they have gone close yeah. to win the series? 100%. Well, I would have won game one because I, I should have won game one anyway um, in Adelaide. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say that if, you know, Clearer is obviously going to start in game one, but I would have thought it's Cody or Hines. I was a bit more of a, a mystery because we never really saw how he kicked up that level. Cody was obviously up to that level. And the fact that, you know, Cody was dropped a few years ago. Cody should have been in that team. Like, Cody should have been in this team last series, the series, like, he's an absolute misfit, like. And if he gets the job again, seriously, he's back crazy. Don't back him a 3 0. He's back at 1 next year because I'm going to What would be the betting off off the top of your head for Fitler uh, to keep his job? Oh, 50 to keep it. They've, well, they've been floating it. They've been floating trying to have ideas for him to keep it for a long time. So I anticipate to keep it. There'll be some. Yeah, some rubbish changes that you know, coaching director or can't pick his own staff, any that rubbish. But uh, I, I think you'll keep it partly because there aren't a lot of candidates. Yeah, no one's throwing their hand in the ring to get take it. No. Um, but it would be moronic. It would be absolutely moronic for him. But it is it, it, the coaching difference it, it, it is like Craig Bellamy coaching against a three year old. Oh, that is the difference in intelligence between them. And I'm so happy to be here for today. I'm telling you, this is this the highlight of my week. Mm-hmm. Okay. The worst thing happened in New South Wales was that win last night. That's why it's genius by Billy Slater. I know. <laughs> I know. You, you are. You've always been this man of dream. You are spoiled. That was a, the first thing I was going to say. Was like, and, and, and yeah, simple and like me. You didn't see it coming. I should have thought. Well, Billy's just going to pull up. You know, I find, had a thought before the game. Was I was having a drink with a mate the night before. Irish and he goes, do you have to love us pack this? Because it was like, you know what, you're probably right. We're going to go through some footy from the weekend? Yeah, it feels like a while ago with the amount of sport going on. But, uh, yeah, we started uh, uh, Thursday night with a cracking game, actually. Mm-hmm. It was Richmond-Sydney and uh, Richmond getting the job done. Game was in the balance going into co- uh, the last quarter and Richmond put 28-7 to 7 on and got the jump done by 12 points. So they keep their season alive and Sydney are now mm-hmm. dead in the water. They have to win their last seven games to make the eight. Uh, Collingwood and the Bulldogs, another cracking game. Uh, similar result. Collingwood getting the job done there by uh, two goals. They flexed their their muscles in the third quarter to get the job done there. The Bulldogs weren't too bad, actually. Uh, they had some players down, so uh, going forward, there's still a chance to make the finals. Uh, Brisbane getting the job done over West Coast. West Coast are just non-existent at this stage, and Brisbane just did what they liked. They had an easy... Uh, Easy game there. Uh, GWS had to fight a bit harder for the Hawthorne one. They were well back in that game and uh, and just struggled against Hawthorne. It was, it was a low-standard game. Uh, Melbourne and St Kilda, speaking of low-standard mm-hmm. games, geez, Melbourne love to strangle sides and St Kilda like to play that way as well. So Melbourne just got the job done there. St Kilda had some early injuries which uh, put them in the hurt locker uh, for the game going forward. 
Port Adelaide Gold Coast, uh, Stewie Dew, as we spoke to at the top, uh, that was his last game coaching for the Gold Coast anyway. Uh, the Port Adelaide just got the job done at home. They were too impressive. They they just flexed their muscle in the uh, in the third quarter and had, had an unbelievable quarter, one of the better quarters I've seen this year, actually putting 50-odd 50, 50 points on the board. Uh, Geelong smashed again at home. They're just too hard to beat down there. An ordinary side like the Kangaroos, never a chance. Geelong getting a solid 10-goal uh, win there. Your your bombers in mm-hmm. probably one of the the games of the week um, evenly matched Adelaide again can't win on the road Essendon uh, very exciting they pulled up Adelaide scored some late goals which made that game look closer than it was and the Blues geez they changed their tune quickly three weeks ago everyone was out the door at Carlton yep. Land they beat uh, <laughs> two of the worst sides going around in the comp and then Frio who can't lift their legs either and all of a sudden they're uh, premiership contenders again. Oh. Uh, what I do love about Carlton again is it just keeps the modelers not changing, and uh, yep. this week it'll be uh, it, it'll be the rude awakening when they play Port. So I'm looking forward to discussing that game shortly. But uh, yeah, all in all, very good week of football. Oh, thanks, MG. Okay, let's have a look at some round 17 stats. We've got uh, six of nine faves, four of nine covers, five of nine over totals, six of nine for the home teams, and for the season, 66% of faves, 48% of covers, 53% over totals, and 53% for the home teams. Yeah, favourites just going to creep up. They've had a really good uh, month of football. Mm-hmm. So we've seen that virtually go from 60 to 66% yeah. in the last month. So they're running pretty true. But overall, it was a pretty even week for bookies and punters. Thanks, MJ. All right. Top rope. Can we get into some NRL round 19, please? Uh, yeah, it was a uh, nothing round on paper, only just five games. We saw a couple of them games. So uh, the Sharks beat the Tigers in a game that. The last try meant plenty to a lot of people, depending on what line you got. Uh, you got either the total, uh, uh, got, 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 got the, the, the line about either home or got beaten by half a point, and the total uh, on the misconversion lost by half a point. So uh, certainly played some interest there. The Raiders, Dragons, and some other one, uh, 10 and a half point line that the Raiders were favourites. They by a big score. The Dragons came back there, 36 26 the final. Uh, Dragons covered the, the number there. Uh, Warriors absolutely smashed the Eels 46 10. Eels were embarrassing. I missed it to the start, but it was a, a, a wretched performance. The Bulldogs, they're back, baby. 36 points out of the Rabbitohs in a thriller. The Dogs uh, looked to have it well under control. Uh, Blake Wilson, the Anfield, scored a hat trick, but Rabbitohs come back late. We thought they were going to get there in that final. I think there's actually 36 32 in that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll throw ball on the bus in that one. And the uh, Dolphins beat the Titans 23-21. Uh, open points. It was controversial finish, 21-all. And uh, Miss Fieldwell be a penalty right in front of the sticks. So uh, very interesting stuff there. Uh, not much will be taken in the last week. So I saw uh, um, a lot of the origin players out. So we, we're kind of getting back to the third. The, the last real affected witness we were missing and three times of the five. But um, starting it serious again, Kyle Putty. Oh, yeah, we're at the nitty-gritty end. All right, let's have a quick look at the stats. Three of five faves, two of five covers, three of five over totals, and no, oh, my God, not one home team one. That's amazing. And for this season, we're sitting at 64% faves, 46% of covers, 49% over totals, and 56% for the home teams. Well, yeah, the big thing has been the kind of the over kind of getting home like, uh, getting home like, you know, long run that call through pennies. It's uh, um, it's made a massive charge uh, over the back end of the season, so... Uh, I'd certainly find leaning more overs than unders at the moment, which certainly send the totals push up in the last few weeks. Thanks, Top Rope. All right, it's time for the global wrap. We're going to have a quick look at what's going around the globe. 
Yeah, the cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, top rope gets uh, one back for the English. So it's uh, yeah, unbelievable finish again, really. Um, so the Poms now make it one-two, uh, or the Aussies lead two-one, whichever way you look at it. And uh, yeah, it's cracking game. It has uh, been great. It heading, yeah, the yeah. crowds, the um, you know, different players standing up. So this the the teams are pretty even up and down the mm-hmm. board. And um, yeah, as we said, you know, it's uh, it's definitely uh, the test series on now. Um, you know, fourth test starts next Wednesday. Um, as we just saw the odds up there, and uh, for the first time starting a test top rope, England are going to start slight favourites. Well, so that should be I'm true. Now I'm sort Um. Yeah, look, it's very look, whatever way you cut it, like it's, it's pretty close and being, but it's I, I can't recall Tom that there's been three such tight test matches in a row. You know, where where you kind of get down and yeah, either team can win. It just takes a kind of yeah, you know, some bagging heroics so a couple of wickets. So uh, it's been a great series, and you know, that we've uh, it's going to be a very interesting team selection come uh, come the next test for Australia. I think Cameron Green's very much got to struggle to get back into the team. After Mitch Marsh's very impressive performance, and and I'll throw under you, MJ. Surely, that surely it's time to drop table one. Oh please, he was he should have been gone years ago. Come on, yeah, he can't play. Mm-mm. Well, so then if they do make that reshuffle, then maybe they do play both Marsh and uh, and Cameron Green. Got by a team of bowlers. I tell you what, I, I wouldn't put Cameron Green in my fourth eleven. That's how bad Cameron Green is. But but nothing personally is Green. But I just hate this manufactured all rounder that everyone needs to get into the team. It's like if you're a genuine all rounder and you can you can do both. Good luck to you, and you deserve a spot. But uh, yeah, I know you, I know you bats that well. I know you bowls that well. So yeah. Mitch Marsh has clearly had it about, yeah, I don't know what they do if they drop one. I don't, I don't. Head's the choice for opener if they do do that, correct? Yeah. I would have thought so. He'd probably be the only one on the team who could go up the order right club. And like, you're not going to move Marnus, I wouldn't have thought. No. I think you leave yeah. Marnus and Smith if you're going to make that change. So it'd be a bold move. But, um, you know, it's a game of, of inches and you need players to stand up. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting what they do at the selection. But, yeah, kicking off Wednesday, Wednesday night at 8 p.m., the fourth test. It'll be uh, it'll be okay. interesting watching again. And you've got the British Open starting next week there, top rope um, at Royal Liverpool. So we will have a uh, little birdie standalone golf podcast, which obviously you'll be a part of. Uh, but just an early tip, we've got the defending champ, our own uh, Aussie uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Smith, who you just talked about, is in form coming off a live win. He is currently, what are we, uh, fifth pick in the betting at $17. We've got the three big at the top there with uh, – McElroy, Scheffler, and Ram all just under the $10 there at Top Sports. Have you got an early tip for punters before the pod? Yeah, I'm on the hard pass on McElroy as, as always. Um, oh, I, I don't. Scheffler's party concerns me, so I'm kind of happy to move the way still board. Of those five, top five, I think Cameron Smith's going to be very, very hard to, uh, uh, to beat at the, in terms of value at the moment. Oh, I'd. Yeah, I haven't delved too deep into it. I'm, I'm looking at Scotland this week. I, 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 I'm, yeah, I do have an addiction to Tyrrell Hatton. I love him on Lynx golf courses, so I'll, I'll be having something on Tyrrell Hatton. So I think he's going to go very well this week. So if you're not about Hatton to the Open, I'll be jumping on this week. I think he's a very good Scottish Open. No, no, no. I'm, I'm on Ricky Fowler. I love Ricky. Come on, he's back. Have we seen Ricky back? back oh, he's course. so good. Seeing them at Wimbledon, he just looks amazing. Come on. He is the nicest bloke going around on the PGA Tour. And um, he couldn't have enough success for me, even if he's top four. But I think Victor Hovland's playing really, really well too. So I don't know how oh, he goes geez. on a Lynx course, but why not? 
He wins anywhere. He wins anywhere but the continental United States. So he's right in the mix for sure. All right, give us some Wimbledon. Yes, the Wimbledon. We're up to uh, the semis actually, so there's not too much left. No. Definitely at the business end. So the men's betting hasn't really changed. No. I mean, the top two have been pretty much Al- Alcaraz has come in from about the four fifty to mm-hmm. three sixty, just because obviously the rest of the fields disappeared. But uh, yeah, the two the two semis there. Alcaraz is going to start about dollar thirty three, dollar thirty four against Medvedev, and Djokovic is dollar sixteen in the semi final against Sinner. So I expect those two to go through and pay off the final. And yeah, I think just Djokovic it, it actually it'll be, it'll be a good final. But I just think at the end of the day, Djokovic has got too many weapons, and yeah. uh, you know number twenty four stands at, stands at the doorstep for him. So yeah, the men's is. Uh, Pretty plain. Uh, plenty of action as always in the women's. We lost the first two favourites uh, overnight, uh, getting beaten. So we've seen a big shake up in the betting. Zabalenka is now two dollars thirty favourite. Ange Jabeur, who uh, made the final last year and got beaten, she's at three dollars. Svetlana has been the story of Wimbledon so far. She's uh, left the tour, had a baby, come back, and uh, yeah, what a story she's been. Mm-hmm. So she actually beat the raging hot favourite mm-hmm. into five fifty, and Wondarusa is at six dollars. So. Svetlana will play, the two outsiders will play each other and in one semi and then Jabir will play Zabalenka. So it's going to be hard for whoever comes out of Zabalenka and Jabir to uh, probably lose, but yep. it'll you know, be a good story on that. But, yeah, the women's, uh, it's always a bookies. They love the women's majors. Different <laughs> winner every time. And the Soccer Women's World Cup. This is actually going to be really good, I think. Yeah, I was going to see if Top Rope's got a winner in this. But, yeah, the uh, starts next week. Yep. Um so we just wanted to highlight, obviously goes for a month at mm-hmm. long tournaments in Australia and New yep. Zealand. Both Australia and New Zealand kick off next Thursday night with their game one. So as you can see there, USA 350, England uh, 530, Spain at 580, Germany at 750, and the Aussies are fifth in the betting there at $11, France at $13. So Top Rope, you got any interest in the uh, Women's World Cup or you got something there for the punters that uh, you want to throw them onto or are you just going to uh, cheer the Aussie bandwagon? My interest is, is ending as quickly as possible so rugby league can return to their traditional <laughs> island grounds. It might be honest, but uh, I know my man, my man at Sky Channel, the great Brad Gray, uh, really opens up a lot for a sports bet, uh, but typically finds the German women in the Women's World Cup. So uh, probably the Germans for me. Worth betting there. Worth those seven fifty. That's yeah, not bad. All I right, like the it. girls. All right, we might take that to Top Sport. Thank you go. very much. All right, now it is time for Thursday Lines, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Okay, MG, let's go straight to some AFL premiership prices, please. Yeah, we're seeing a bit of a shake-up. Collingwood mm-hmm. have been smashing the betting um, yeah. from last week. Uh, they've come at 290. Actually, the the top three have all tightened up after yep. the weekend. Um, Collingwood from uh, about 340 to 290. Port uh, 420 um, into $4. Brisbane coming half a point. Melbourne have been the big drifter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we said on last week's po- podcast was keen to lay them yep. if anyone out of the top five. So they went from 550 out to 725. They got some issues. Geelong just shortened a point and then you can have the rest of the field. I think that's been going on for a while. Yep. I don't think there's too much value on the back end. No, not at all. No, okay. Let's have a look at your round seventeen results. Uh, so, what do you get? Three or four? Actually, you are you are killing it this year. Can I just say, buddy? Yeah, well, I'm just he's, he's modest. He's modest, but yeah. you're doing really, really well. Like a twelve point four percent is amazing. Yeah, it's going you? well. Yeah, I hope you haven't put the moz on me now because we've got a we've got a big week coming up in round eighteen. I was uh, I was a bit surprised on how many betting options that come out on Monday when we uh, when we when we look to play. But yeah, no, it was a bit bit of a quiet week actually. The stings, I uh, nothing really stood out there. So we only had uh, four plays. Three got up. 
Uh, one got one did get lucky, one by half a point, and the one loss we had lost by half a point, mm. both in the same game. Mm. So a bit like Top Rope, he had one of those games uh, <laughs> where he had one for the line and one for the total. Well, I was trying to uh, trying or famine. To, yeah, avoid both. So it might have been some choice words and a few things thrown downstairs in the office. <laughs> but, yeah, overall going well, um, solid week three out of four. And, yeah, there, as I said, there seems to be a few betting options for round 18. So, Hopefully we can keep it uh, just going in the right direction. I love getting you little pings on Monday morning. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> and and your early plays for the week after. I mean, it's great. Honestly, if you follow AFL, you need the stings. Okay, let's go to some premiership prices in the NRL, please. Top rope. Uh, yeah, we 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 we're seeing no change at the top of the order uh, uh, this week. Um, South maybe slight drift of there, six dollars up last last week, but all the all the big names were out last week. So this is all about. Uh, what's happening going forward? We're seeing the Cowboys kind of plenty of momentum around the $16. The Warriors, uh, they were pressure in last week at their $17. But uh, uh, the Raiders, fifth and allowed $29. Can they win it all? I'm not sure about that, but uh, seems uh, a little mispriced there. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago you were saying that as well, that they were the wrong price. So there you go. And um, how'd your GGOA go? Uh, very badly. You were a bit like, very yes, you like MG. I, I really need to uh, really need to stop uh, uh, going hard during this origin period. It's really disruptive and, and probably more so this year with, with, with so many teams and so many bites that the origin period. So, um, yeah, no good at all. Uh, again, bit unlucky with the Tigers. If you took the Tigers late, you covered man rice profit for the week. But so uh, that's not how this all works. So uh, onwards and upwards, round 20, here we come. Of course, round 20. All right, now, MG, let's go to the AFL. Here we go. Swans taking on the Bulldogs. So the Swans are $1.67, the Bulldogs two twenty. the line is 5.5 and, and the over under one sixty five and a half. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, not not a great match on uh, paper. Obviously, Sydney losing last week, their mm-hmm. season, as I said, they've got to win out now seven games in a row and they're just not going well yeah. enough. So yeah. disappointing to play grand final last year and not be a part of the final series this year, but that's how it's going to land up for them. They do start favourite at home against the Bulldogs, uh, who are 9-7. They are seventh on the ladder, so it's obviously a big mm-hmm. game for them. They do have a couple of key injuries out, B. Smith being one of yep. them. Uh, off a six-day break, which makes them back-to-back six-day breaks, which is not uh, not something I do want to follow, even though I have landed on the Bulldogs' side. And at the moment, um, the market's open four. Sydney and now gone to five. So I'm a bit surprised that the market's kind of going that way because on form, I, I had Bulldogs' slight favourite in the game. So I'm just going to um, just make Bulldogs a slight lean at this stage and might be a bit later on today, but I am keen on the uh, the over total in this game. Uh, 163 seemed a bit low to start with. It's crept up to 165. It hasn't exactly leapt off the map yet, but perfect weather conditions tonight. Bulldogs just play uh, offense kind of brand. Now they've last six games have gone over, so I'm really keen on uh, on the over total in Sydney of three out of their last four. I just think with Sydney now dropping off, yeah. they want to play attractive kind of brand of football. Normally when sides... Who have been in the mix who are out want to play attractive brands. So being good weather and stuff, I think there'll be points in this game. So pretty keen on the over. All right, the over's there for um for MG. Okay, now let's go to the first game in the uh, NRL. We've got the Knights and the Tigers. The Knights are dollar twenty eight. The Tigers are three seventy. The Lions ten and a half over under forty four and a half. Horrendous standalone Friday game. So, um, but we I think we 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 have to bet the Tigers on this line. So it's utterly ridiculous. It's twelve and a half and ten and a half. I have no idea how a Knights team who are not going to be playing final supports we have favoured by so much at the time. Tigers are no good, but yeah, the Knights, uh, yeah, this is hardly the 1997 Knights. It's, uh, yeah, uh, 
The Knights have covered to six of their last 18 at home. The Tigers have covered uh, 11 of their last 19 at the loss of 24 or more. Knights won the last three against the, the, the two teams, but the last two have been by single scores. I've got to believe this line is just too big. All right, there. Line is too big. Let's go to Melbourne, Brisbane, Friday night at the MCG. Melbourne, $1.75, Brisbane, 202. The line three and a half over under one sixty four and a half. Surely this has got to be do or die for Melbourne. Well, if, if the NRL have had an ordinary game on, they don't want to muscle up against the AFL clearly because this is a top four clash, fourth v third on the ladder. Uh, I've had this circled for a few weeks now to monitor, but I'm not the only team because Brisbane come back to the MCG where yes. they've only won one of their last fourteen. So Oof. they've uh, they've got a psychological issue with this ground, and if they've got any. Um, you know, dreams of winning the flag this year, they're going to have to get the job done at the MCG. This is the last time they play at the MCG before the finals. So this is a big game for them. And they get Melbourne at probably their weakest point, yeah. maybe. They're out of form. I know they, they did win last week. Brisbane can't afford to win a walk away from this game with a loss. No. Uh, I think it could have massive impacts on the back end of the end of the year if they do get the loss because they just won't want to come back to the MCG and unfortunately mm-hmm. to to win the premiership and they might yeah, even have to, to play there twice um, if they finish in third spot. So yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on Brisbane in this game and you know Melbourne are eight and one in Victoria this year. So they'll need to step up both on six day breaks. Um, you know, I, I just think this will be a real tight finals like game. Um, I, I'm pretty keen. Well, I'm shading the under at this stage. I think the bookies have nailed it. They've come out low enough, but I, I still think there's a bit of room on the under here. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay out of the match because, you know, I'm on Brisbane for the premiership. Mm. I think this is a big, <laughs> big game for them to get over and it's only a slight edge to them. Uh, so it's probably not a betting issue, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, trust in Brisbane if you're going to take them because at the MCG, 1 and 13 is not a good record. Mm. But, yeah, no, this should be a tight game, uh, finals-like atmosphere. I think they'll get a decent crowd. And if the rain does stay away, this, uh, you know, would be a real good game with a lot of form to come out of it. So Brisbane and just under. Brisbane and just under there for MG. All right, now my babies are playing the Storm. The Roosters are playing the Storm <laughs> at the SCG on Saturday night. Uh, Roosters two forty five, Storm a dollar fifty five. The lines four and a half over under forty one and a half. I know you're going to tip the Storm, Tobro. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Storm. The heat. The I just don't know what's happened with the Roosters. Uh, I, uh, I I I can't recall being as confused by team than by the Roosters this year. I have no idea what's going on. I can't put it through. Right? It should be a team well and truly intentional. It's like, hey, third end at the moment. They're a negative 92 differential. Uh, I can't have them. The only real case I can make to them is that they've covered 10 or 15 underground Atkins, and he is probably the, um, I won't say it, but you can make, make heads or tails out of the world. Yeah, no, but they've covered 10 or 15 against him. So if Atkins wants you to win, he usually kind of can, he can get you home. The, the Storm over one of seven or eight against the Chooks. They've covered six of seven, won 28 six and round six this year. They've covered 32 of 53 in this state favourite. Oh, I just can't, I can't get around the Roosters. They've just done enough points at the moment. So, uh, Storm are a long way from their best. Uh, they're hanging on till Pat gets back. But, uh, um, yeah, lean, lean towards the, the Storm without getting two over the top. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet for this week. And um, Borko stitched me up because he's going to get my teams are back to back. Geelong are playing the Bombers. <laughs> Geelong a dollar twenty five. The Bombers are three seventy. The line is twenty four and a half over under one sixty eight and a half. And we all know you say Geelong can't lose at home. You're a good form judge, Nikki. You are a good form <laughs> judge. This uh, 
Yeah, the bookies misstepped here. They've bought into your side with the Essendon hoopla. Oh. They probably had the uh, theme song singing in the background. They opened up 17 and a half in this game. Uh, I'm going to be bold and say incorrect. Uh, we bet early and uh, couldn't wait for the uh, most of the bookies to open so you can get more money on. But, yeah, that was uh, pretty cheap for a Geelong. They yeah. obviously, uh, I don't know, haven't seen Geelong play at home recently or something like that. But uh, head-to-head, 11-2 and two, Geelong over Essendon. Dominant, won their last five, uh, won 14 straight at home. You've got Cameron coming back. Yeah. Um, they just don't lose at home. I mean, I it's, it's very, very rare and especially against – I'm going to say average to good sides. Essendon haven't proved themselves <laughs> yet. They beat the week. Uh, this will be a big test for Essendon saying that very, if they can go down to Geelong and, yep. and steal one here, then we'll have to – I will but, – But just to be super competitive, like even for them as a club, like going forward, if you've got that dream that you think you're going to be there playing finals, so you've got to be competitive against Geelong. I'm not sure they do believe. I think they've just had, they've had a decent run. They've we you know, get some wins. Well, this will test them. Let's yep. let, let's see your next week's podcast if we're yep. right or wrong. This is what this business is about. 100%. Uh, the betting's been smashed for July oh, yeah. 17. Now it's 23, 24. I think there's more juice in this. Uh, it won't start less than 23, 24. I think people who uh, read up on Geelong will be very keen. Yep. Um, I think the total's about right. Essen have had. Uh, Six straight under games at night, which is uh, an interesting stat. They do like to play within the comforts of the dome. Mm-hmm. Going down Geelong's a different prospect. Uh, pretty keen on Geelong here. I think it'll be one-way traffic, and I think they'll win and cover convincingly. Anyway, let's have a look at the <laughs> the next the next day. We've got the Warriors and the Sharks. I actually reckon this is going to be a great game, top rope. Uh, the Warriors are dollar ninety-two. The Sharks are dollar eighty-eight. But no line at all over under forty-four and a half. Yeah, the market certainly agrees with you, Nick. It's um. Uh, Pickle game almost. The Warriors slice of faves, but uh, been back in just a touch. Uh, the one last one favourites earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, look, the Warriors here at home. We all mentioned in New Zealand for the Warriors at the moment. Uh, the Wars are, are, are all the rage over there. They've covered six of nine. Matt Smart has covered um, 11 of 18 off a win. I'm not sure about the Sharks. Haven't really beaten anyone of note for, for the most of the year. I can't put bad teams for the sword, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to beat the Warriors. It's a little bit of value being in this one. All right, there we go. Stay tuned. A little bit of value in the Warriors. All right, let's quickly go through the rest of the games. That The Bulldogs are playing the Broncos. Bulldogs 290, Broncos $1.41. The Lions 7.5, over under 44.5. Yeah, I'll bet this came with the young fellas. So looking forward to uh, to getting back to Belmore. Traditional time the dogs here, but unfortunately not a happy hunting ground for them since they haven't just one of nine. Uh, they've started covering it. They're three games under the referee uh, and they've covered just 17 of 44 day games. Broncos have won in cover the last four against the Bulldogs. Covered eight of 11 in state. Covered both games under the referee. They've played on the Z. So, uh, yeah, Broncos probably the bet. Okay, thanks, Top Rope. All right, and then we go to Manly and the Cowboys. Manly, <laughs> 228. The Cowboys, $1.63. The Lions, 3.5 over under 44.5. Yep, very keen on the over in this game, over 44 and up. Not sure on the sides. Uh, we'll wait to see whether Jerry Evans and Jake backs up. Uh, Cowboys have, I think, five players on, on Oregon duty, so uh, big watch on what happens there. But very keen on the over here. The last three between those two of top 54 points. The over's gone four or five. Huge over 10 at Brookie Manly, and over 90 over, uh, over the last 30. But 28 and 16, the over Manly without turbo. Uh, the over. Or it is nine of four in the Cowboys playing the Raven G. Six and one when they're off a win. Twenty four, six and one when they're off in the state off a win. So uh 
yeah, pin me over here. I think this is my chiller. Okay, thanks. Over there. All right. Then we go to the Dolphins and the Panthers. The Dolphins five fifty. The Panthers a dollar fifteen. The Lions fifteen and a half over under forty four and a half. Yeah, not a game I'll be getting too heavily involved in here. Um, Overall, Dolphins team really shows up here. They've covered three or four as a, as on top of ten or more, but under that all it all seems to be lined up a little bit for Penrith here. Um, day game will we'll start up being a day game. Forecast good weather. They've covered seven of nine and four by four and a half or more. Nathan Cleary, even on the extended bench, could make a mate. If you've got to bet this game, bet it late uh, and see what the sides are because Perth have a few players named, so I'll back up as well. So, um, yeah, probably leaning towards Perth here, but not, not betting until these teams final turn to know. And we've got Parramatta in the Gold Coast. Parramatta, $1.38. The Titans are $3.05. The Lions, 8.5 and over under 49.5. Yeah, back up in the Titans, that's why the plus eight and a half and that's three or four. Uh, Parramatta have a very good record against some of the Titans won in, in only around 10, 26, 24. Uh, the Eels that covered just two of nine as a favourite of eight or more, one of six as a favourite of eight or more at Combat. So uh little something on the Titans, I don't think they're too bad. I think they're kind of finding some, some rhythm and with all that rhythm players, I did a four players missing last week due to origin, so uh, I think they can, they can give the uh, Eels a good run. Thanks, Top Rope. Yep, I don't mind the Titans. I'll go on with you on that one. All right. Thank you so much for being with us, Top Rope. Are you, are, now, punters, if you need the GGOA, you need you can get that in the Little Birdie Live Shop and it's $33 a week GGOA for all your punting action in the NRL. Thanks, Top Rope. Have a good weekend. Oh, great to see you again, Nick. You're a good weekend too and we'll uh, hopefully chat soon. MG, can we go through the rest of the AFL, please? Mm-hmm. All right. Magpies and the Dockers. Magpies, $1.09. The Dockers, six seventy five. The Lions, 40 and a half. And over under, one fifty nine and a half. Shit, 40 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you just swear. Sorry. Don't swear. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a high line. I think that, yeah, it's uh, tough for me. I don't really have a play here. Uh, I think uh, the Collingwood line is about right. It hasn't really moved. It hasn't moved at all. 40s, they're put up and it's stayed. Um, teams just training into often – Different directions, sorry. Collingwood have won three straight. Uh, Frio have lost two. Collingwood, 11, 11 of their last 12, they've won. Off an eight-day break. Frio got six-day break in mm-hmm. travel. I don't like that combination at all. And Collingwood at the MCG are eight and one this year with only a four-point loss to Melbourne. So even though the line's 40, it's hard to play. I don't like really tipping big lines at that, even though I might have one later with Richmond West <laughs> Coast. But, uh, yeah, Collingwood have got some players back. Side bottom and Maynard might return. My check probably misses this week, but uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I think Collingwood will get the job done. We can't tip in, in, in into a line, but uh, pretty keen on the over total here. One fifty nine. I thought it was a bit low. It hasn't really moved. It's held the same. Just a weather check on it, so you'll be able to bet on Saturday morning. But yeah, over one fifty nine is probably the play in this game. Okay, then we got the Gold Coast and the Saints. Gold Coast a dollar fifty four. The Saints two forty. The Lions nine and a half over under one sixty and a half. Yeah, not a game I get involved here, Nick. Two two average sides. Yep. Neither one I really like betting too much. Uh, both off losing form. So, yeah, I think markets are pretty solid here. Gold Coast 10 down to nine. So there's a bit of money for security, but they've got injuries from last week. So not one I will get involved in. Okay, moving right along. Let's go. All right, we've got the Blues and the Power. Here we go. The Blues, 220, Port Adelaide, $1.64. The line, six and a half over under 166.5. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Carlton <laughs> money here. Uh Eight down to six for Carlton. Uh, they'll continue to be back if the market is going to move anymore. I'm just going to sit and wait here, uh, and I will be backing Port Adelaide when it reaches its bottom. It might be on the Saturday as well, but, yeah, Port Adelaide for me, one thirteen straight. Uh, Carlton have won three in a row, but uh, just inferior teams. Uh, Six-day break coming back from Perth. Uh, pretty keen on Port. I think they're cheap.
Yeah. All right, Port there. Let's go to the next one. The Crows and the Giants. The Adelaide is a dollar thirty-seven. The GWS are three dollars. The line seventeen and a half over under one seventy-one and a half. Yeah, even teams both have eight wins for the year. Adelaide at home, uh, as discussed, mm-hmm. now they've won uh, eight straight. They've covered there at home, so definitely a different team at home. GWS big test on the road. Yeah. Um, there is money for Adelaide fifteen down to seventeen. I can't get involved in the line here. Uh, but I'm pretty keen on the over total. We bet earlier over 169 and a half. It's up to 171 and a half. They play open at Footy Park, and if the uh, weather's good to go, I think there'll be points. So the over. Okay, over there for MG. Now here we go. Kangaroos and the Hawks. Kangaroos 275. The Hawks at dollar 42. The lines 15 and a half, and over under 171 and a half. Terrible game. <laughs> Kangaroos have won two for the year, lost 14 straight. Hawthorne have won four games for the year, lost three straight. The Hawthorne have a dominant 12-4 record over the Kangaroos. Can't come into them at the price. They have been backed 11-14. to 14. Uh, There's 15 in spots. So if you're going to bet and you're desperate and you, or, or you're flying on the Sunday, that's fine. Um, I would suggest maybe shading the Kangaroos, but hard to come into. This game could be a bit open, though. 170 is a highish total, but, again, could probably just shade the over. The Kangaroos have got eight straight over games at the moment going, so... Uh, that could be the angle if you're keen to play in this game. Okay, thanks, MG. All right, last one. We've got West Coast and the Tigers. West Coast, 675. Richmond, $1.09. The line's 41.5 over under 173.5. Yeah, not a good game to finish. Mm. They've hit, hit them all on the Sundays mm. this way. Uh, if you're going to play, I'd be playing Richmond. It's moved from 40 to 40 to 41. I think it'll only go one way. West Coast have uh, lost 15 straight. They've lost 13 or 14 by 40 or more. So if you're going to play and you want to play on West Coast, you're brave, you've got too much money. Uh, Richmond will need the win, will need the percentage booster with the way the ladder is. And I think there might be points in this game. Six out of the last seven head-to-head have gone over. So maybe Richmond may be over to finish if you're in front. If you're in front. Thanks, MG. Okay, funners, you do need the AFL Stings and you can get it from $25 a week in the Little Birdie Live TV shop. He's having a great year so far, so get your hands on the Stings. He does bet early and you need it. All right, punners, thank you so much for having me, OB. I hope you're okay. Happy to fill in anytime. Have a great weekend, punners. Bye.